hot stuff. <laughs> I am so grateful. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your presence. Energy. Things live. Things have life. Because there's a source of energy. In order for something to maintain life, something has to feed it. Or it has to get nourished. Or... Otra palabra sería... Or it has to feed off of something. This is another extreme. That being said, gossip, negative thoughts, problems. Intense situations, <laughs> conflict, imbalance, disease, disease, illness, whatever the case is. Everything needs energy. Or some type of alimento, right? If there's gossip, if somebody's talking smack about somebody else, in order for that smack to continue living, to become gossip, to possibly get to one person or another, or just to still exist in the existence of existences, it needs someone to give that gossip energy. Alimento. Something needs to nourish the gossip. What would be that? A person. And then another person. And then another person. And then it becomes this big infection. That isn't beneficial causes problems, conflicts. It just isn't pretty. That being said, the same thing can happen when we talk about An insecurity. The more you feed the insecurity, the longer it lives, the bigger it gets. 
It can become contagious. It causes disease. The reason why you can't take anything personal is because it's not personal. Usually it stems from some insecurity within a person. They project it. And if you get upset with them, y alimentas, or you give energy to this insecurity, which an insecurity can also be looked at as an imbalance. There's more of one than the other, so that creates an insecurity. So let's say you and I are living an experience. You're insecure about something, so you respond to me in a certain way because you're triggered. You're going to respond in a way that isn't usually you. You'd be out of character. Now, when you react in that way, I can get upset. I can be like, who do you think you are? Or make you look some type of way. Or refer to you as this, that, and the third. I can respond from a triggered part too. But that then just gives life to your insecurity. If I escalate this situation, it's not going to benefit anybody. If I understand that the reason why you're coming at me like this is because you're triggered, because you're coming from a wounded place, that we all have wounds throughout our whole everything. And right now, or throughout our lives, we've been healing it, licking our wounds, giving it that love that it needs to heal. So right now, you're dealing with someone's trigger, with someone's insecurity. And maybe tomorrow or yesterday, someone had to deal with your insecurity, your wound. 
you being triggered. Me being triggered. So if I'm coming from a wounded place and I respond to you in a certain way, I would like you to understand that we're all wounded and we're all trying to heal. So if you could just give me love, then I will recognize communicative love. Like there has to be communication. Because if you respond from a triggered space, the communication is not going to be clear. But what you can do is do your best to try and communicate with me in that moment. To let me know, like, yo, it's all right. I didn't mean it that way. Or you could also look at it in this perspective. That wasn't my intention. Seems like you're feeling a type of way that isn't aligned with what I wanted to say or do. So therefore, if you respond from a triggered space, a wounded space, I want to make sure that I can be that for you too. Whatever that may look like, us being friends, us being acquaintances, us being random people on the side of the street, us being in the same grocery store together, us being stuck in traffic, not knowing each other from the lick. You don't give it energy. You give it love. And although love is a form of energy, I feel love is that one source, that home. Energy is a branch, like branches off of that source. Now going back and looking at it as gossip again. If I'm talking smack about someone, and you hear it, you can choose to talk smack too, hype me up, you can choose to just listen and let me vent, and then it 
ends there with you because you're never going to talk about it again. Or you can continue that gossip. And in fact, XYZ people with the words that you're speaking, which is essentially poison. Because in no way, shape, or form is it benefiting the collective, the situation, relationships. I feel first step is receiving the information because many times this person who's sharing it with you just needs to vent. Or they're just used to gossiping, so it's like, okay, first step is just gossip, and then it's going to end with me. I'm no longer going to continue. Then next step would be while the person's talking about it or before the person even starts talking about it just letting that person know yo I'm not down I don't want to hear this it has nothing to do with me you telling me this story isn't going to benefit me whatsoever because it's gossip, because it's hearsay, because X, Y, Z. And that way, the infection gets smaller, starts to heal. That person will then soon stop sharing Because now there's not so many outlets to share. Because we do this as a collective. Because we've been doing this as a collective. Same with an argument. (laughs) We say in Peru or maybe in Latin America, no le metas leña al fuego. That means don't put wood in the fire. So when an argument starts or a disagreement, you have a chance to take a step back and see it from the outside. Then you have a chance to, after you take that step back, to go into the other person's perspective, POV, and then be like, hmm, how is this other person looking at it? It 
is there any way shape or form that they could see me as a threat as if I'm wrong could I be wrong um what do I look like from this person's eyes knowing who I am and my whatever 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 Then take a step out of the other person's perspective. If there's anybody else in the junk, hop into theirs. Then take about five steps back. Zoom out. Zoom, 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 zoom. Zoom. And what does it look like from here? All the way out here. And now that I've had all these points of views, all these perspectives, after I've zoomed out, how can I approach this situation, this experience in particular? in a way that's beneficial to myself and the collective. Because first is you, second is you, and last is you, boo. So in that space, do I need to walk away? Do I need to tell XYZ people, like, hey, let's just reconvene later? Let's just give ourselves a couple days. Let's just give ourselves a couple months. Let's just give ourselves a couple years, or maybe even a couple lifetimes. <laughs> or maybe this is the way that I have to approach the situation because the way I've been approaching it hasn't been beneficial or because the way I thought about approaching it initially wouldn't benefit the situation and now that I have all these perspectives my actions are going to change my actions are going to be more beneficial to all that is (laughs) because it's not just about you Although you put yourself first, second, and last, it's not just about you. Because there's this space where you have to put other people. Because if you and this person aren't okay, that's going to ripple effect into many other people. Regardless if you can see it or you can't. regardless if it's in the physical realm or if it's in the spiritual realm. All glory be to the great I am, to all that is, to source energy, to the universe, to God, to the great mother,
And now by approaching this situation different, this interaction can be a healthy one. Maybe it's not going to be as healthy as you would like it to be. Because maybe you still end up having a, a strong disagreement or something. Which you could also agree to disagree. And I feel sometimes when you start this journey of, okay, I'm going to start using this term of agree to disagree, it's a little rocky, but it's a new relationship that you're creating with the agree to disagree and also with the person that you're using this agree to disagree with. So maybe there's someone that you've been butting heads with all your life or for many years or whatever, whatever the case is. Now, rather than someone having to win the argument, someone having to be right, the other wrong. Now I can just be, let's just agree to disagree, yo. Because in my world, I'm right. And in your world, you right. And there's no absolute truth. So at least let's make an effort to understand one another's point of view. But of course, I feel that that's also a step. Like the first step is to agree to disagree. You might have to do that for a little bit before you can be like, I, you don't agree with what I'm saying, but at least feel me. Do you understand what I'm saying though? Like, let me, what are you perceiving out of the information that I'm sharing with you? Because I'm trying to tell you this. What are you understanding? Let that person explain to you. Especially if this is a relationship that you want to live on. So take that time to say, hey, what are you hearing? Because this is what I'm hearing. Is this what you were trying to say? Because this is what I'm getting.
What I'm feeling a lot of is patience. Oh, well, I don't have patience. It's like, yes, you do. You just (laughs) don't practice it as often. But you definitely have it. We are everything. It's just possibly not one of your predominant traits. Or, oh, this person is not patient. Like, they're not going to sit there and have this conversation with me because of that. It's like, before you assume... How about you try from your part because you have control over you. So you start practicing patience. Well, I'm the most patient person. It's like, okay, well then maybe this whole relationship has to be reevaluated because you've already been patient with the other person. Maybe the terms and conditions of your relationship have to change. It doesn't necessarily have to be terminated. But you can be like, now we're not going to be talking every day. We're going to talk every other day. Once a week. Once a month. Whenever we hit each other up. To share with you, praise the most high. That one time I had this friend and we would go out like to parties or bars or stuff, and some crazy event would have to happen every time that we would go out where she felt like she needed to leave and. Like some emotional experience would happen in the outing and she would feel like she needed to leave early and I would have to leave with her because I'm her friend or because we rolled up there together. And I realized this and I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, I want to stay here, but I can't now. Because I'm like obligated to be this, this quote, friend, end quote. So rather than ending the whole relationship, it was like, okay, well, if there's a party, then I'm just going to go in my own car. And if she does feel upset, then. I can help, like, I can let her know that she should go home so she doesn't have to be in this situation. So she can feel more comfortable. So she can process the information that's flowing through her. And then I just would hang out with her on dinner dates or lunch dates. We would see each other to go to um, 
walk in the park. Do things outside of social situations. I didn't have to end my relationship with her. I just transformed it into something that was beneficial for both of us. I didn't have to tell her, hey, this is what you're doing either. Like, you're wrong. Like, no. It's a wound that she had. And her way of coping with that wound was leaving social places in that manner. So, okay, I'm just going to show you that there's another way to be. I don't have to poke at your wound and let you know that you have one. Or rub it in your face or whatever the case is. What benefits the collective? I love you so much. Thank you for being present. Thank you for existing. Remember that you are worthy of it all.